Let's go. Okay, cool. You are now listening to TDL on SilverAndBlackPride.com. This play used to be run with 100 rugs, and we got Darren Waller on the choice route, Hunter Ripper on the shallow. But I want you guys to watch Tyron Matthew here, okay? Guys, you see the ball is out here. He's breaking on the ball. I think if he got a little closer. Everybody, we are back. It is taped on live. Your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Already know what to do there. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the like button if you don't like it. Right? Hit the uh, leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Right? Yeah, you guys already know what to do. I said, no, you can't have any badger. Yeah, uh, you guys already know what to do with that. So, you know, and then there's manscaped.com. Hit the manscaped.com as well. 20% off. Free shipping. TDL, and then of course you got the TDL blackout, right? Get you some TDL gear, right? Gearing up for the draft, you know what I mean? We're gearing up, gearing up, get ready for the Senior Bowl. Me and Matt, I watched some some Jahan Dotson yesterday, and I, you know, I'm trying to wonder why he's not going top ten, but I guess that we'll let that process go out because there's no. You talking about the Penn State wide receiver? Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. He's he's filthy. You're saying? You you can't run routes like that. You can't catch like that, and you can't be that fast, and you can't jump that high without going top ten. So well, <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know, because Micah Parsons was out of Penn State too, and there was like the character concerns, right? Micah Parsons fell, and he was a beast. So and, and look, he felt eleven. He felt eleven, but he should have been like, come on, like come on. But yeah, but okay, yeah. So you guys are going to be doing draft stuff. Matt, Marcus, they're going to be doing draft stuff. Marcus and I are also going to be a, doing a breakdown of the Raiders' loss, wall card loss. Mm-hmm. But that's not today. See, we're getting a little antsy. A couple things happened, right? I wanted to take my time doing this breakdown, okay, uh-huh. because it was the first week in, like, how many weeks? 20 weeks that we could actually take our time to do a breakdown, right? So I was like, let me take my time this time around, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the other part of it was – there's a lot, I think that there's some things moving on the coaching search, some things that uh, I think, uh, you know, about. there's some narratives that are, that are running away here, right? So might as well just jump on real quick, you know, and have a conversation about what we think the coaching uh, search is going to look like, you know? So uh, that's really going to be the main topic today. Um, yeah. I mean, first things first, I think that everyone seems to think that Jim Harbaugh no, 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 is first, 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 right? first things first, first things first. We should talk about Mike Mayock getting fired because that's the first. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. That's true. So Mike Mayock got fired, right? Yes. Um, they, they started interviewing people first. Like Mark forgot. It's like, Mark, uh, did you fire? Did you forget to fire Mike? The, the, the whole backlash from social media. He's like, what? He's eating his, he's eating his Hooters wings. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, shit. Mike, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> we called him after he left. After he left for work, my bad. Work that day, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you're gone. So Mike's out. Um, I think Mike Mayock's interesting. I thought it was funny as soon as he came out that he, that Pete Prisco, like two ten minutes after he dropped, after that he's fired. Here he comes. He, I wanted Devin White. <laughs> you see that, BD? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like as soon as soon as it happened, I wanted Devin White. 
Like he, uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> what's What's the difference between Devin White and Denzel Perryman this year? No difference. Not a, not a thing. I, I guess he's can't younger. cover can't cover tight ends, and they both fill the run like a madman. So, <laughs> I mean, you he's know. younger. He's, he's like younger. 20, he's 23, he's younger. 22, 23. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your selling point, right? He's younger. Yeah, that's the selling point. He's the younger version of Denzel Perryman, just a lot faster. De- Devin White is, I think, an overhyped player in the NFL, honestly, right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, like Mike Mayock, the first round misses were always the biggest thing with him. And a lot of people said, oh, that's not Mike Mayock. That's John Gruden making those first round picks. And I mean, how are we to know about, you know, who exactly it was? There's a lot of like people talking about, um, you know, oh, it was Gruden. Oh, it was Mike Mayock. It was a Gunther pick and he listens to the coaches. But, you know, for me, it was like, yeah, at least um, Cleveland Farrell, like that's listening to Paul Gunther. You know, he wants a run stopping defensive end. You know, um, so I don't. I, I guess my my wondering is like, how much that is really on him if he came in there and, and Gruden was like, listen to Gunther about you know who Gunther he wants as a defensive end. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's interesting because you know it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, he, he basically drafted for them. He drafted the players that they wanted for the for their scheme. He, that's what he drafted. And that's what he did for Bradley. I mean, Bradley came in, they drafted for his scheme. When they drafted for Farrell, they drafted for the scheme, right? They're all scheme guys. I I don't know why Paul Gunther had that much sway that he could talk them into drafting a non-athletic freak in the top five, which, I mean, the top five is, is, is for freaks. I mean, let's keep it real. You draft the freaks there. You either, draft, you either draft a freak quarterback <laughs> or you draft a freak. I mean, it's it's freak central. I mean, you, 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 if he's if he's uh, if it's a guard or a tackle, they have to be freaks. They got to be like six, you know, six six three thirty. You know, yeah, you move maybe runs a four nine. Those are the type of tackles you take in top five. And the same way with defensive ends, same way with quarterbacks. Quarterback, you're taking the six five two fifty guy. You know, or the the six three, you know, with the ten inch hand. That's just you're taking, you know, uh, at the top of the draft, and you can't take a non athletic guy. It's just ridiculous. That's why people are like kind of worried about Aiden Hutchinson, which I still think they're they're white guying him. I think, I think he's a lot, a lot more athletic than they try to say. <laughs> he's he's a sneaky athlete, is what you're saying. They're, they're, they're trying, yeah, because he he has like a, he has like a bunch of. It's like T.J. Watt. Like somebody would say T.J. Watt's not athletic. They they're literally look at you in the face. And yeah, I tell you that TJ Watt does not have a great athletic profile. Then you pull up his athletic profile, and it's like one of the best athletic profiles you've ever seen for a defensive event. <laughs> you know, so you know, but that's what you got to do. You you draft top five. You can't draft a, a I don't know a Derek Barnett type. You don't draft. You know, like that's what Cleveland Farrell is. He's Derek Barnett. A type of mm, that's a compliment to Cleveland Farrell, honestly. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Derek yeah. Barnett ain't got no bend. You know what I mean? But um, okay. so yeah, so so Mike Mayock's out. Here's my read on that. Okay, mm-hmm. if if they if they're so quick to fire Mike Mayock, it's probably because you know at least part of me is thinking Mark Davis. He's already talked to the guy he who he wants to hire. He's already made his mind up, and that guy said, "Hey, I don't want to work with Mayock. I want to work with an actual like guy who's been in the NFL for like the last 15, 20 years making these deals. I want a real GM, right?" Um, and not a yes man like John Gruden wanted, 
And I think that part of that is the reason why, to, for me, that's my read on it. Like someone told him, I'm not taking the job with Mike Mayock as the as a general manager. So that's why he fired him. See, see, um, I am on the other side of this. I think okay. that Mark Davis is smarter than we think. I think he's a little smarter than we think. Um, I, I think a, a couple approaches he took, right? I mean, he already made the approach of making somebody a GM and him getting out of the way, right? He's already done it with Reggie McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Reggie McKenzie ran the show, right? Mark Davis is like, here you go. Your, yep. your show, right? Did, did, did he do the best with the show? I mean, he did okay. He did all right. I mean, he didn't do like great, but he was, a he was executive of the year. No, yeah, because he he, he he had he had one draft, which really all it takes, to be honest, is all it takes. If you hit on one draft, you get like four starters, like he did. Look at John Snyder. I know, or Schneider in uh in yeah, yeah. Seahawks. Well, they hit. He has like one good draft. They hit Wait, like, okay, they all right. Drafts. But at the very beginning, it's like since then, like the last ten years, he hasn't hit on any drafts. Ten years, but he's like, all, all it takes I drafted Cam, Cam Chancellor in round five, but way back in the day. Come on, you got to stick with me. <laughs> 2010, 2011, and then they got, and then they, they topped it off with Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. Boom, there yeah. you go. But that's, ne- I mean, that's never, never drafted good again. Never drafted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. First round picks. That's it. But uh, with 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 that. Well, I lost train of thought. I'm talking about. Um, but you, I, I think what you're trying to say is he wants someone that he could just give the whole control to this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that was happening. I, I see um, what you're saying. And, right. you know, if, if, and that's becomes a totally different wild card. So if, if he's just giving somebody the job, the GM job, right? And he's backing up and like you run the show because I, I i think that that was his idea with gruden that gruden was going to be the gm Gruden was gonna be the gm he's gonna be the coach right that was their yeah. agreement and then but you know i i think you know john wanted a super scout that that would basically what mike mayock is he's a scout at the end of the day he's a he's a and he scouts like a coach which you know thinking back you know that's probably a little bit kind of the reason why he didn't work out but that's also the reason i loved him on tv because he scouted like a coach. So since, because when the coaches come into the draft process, everything changes. And since he scouted like a coach, he always used to hit things, right? So that's why I liked him. But if, but if you do that, if you scout like a coach, you, you, you more, that's how you mess up. It really is. Because you're like, I can coach you up. You know, I, can, I can coach you up. I got I got it. Oh, that, that's wrong. Like, you know, you, you have to s- scout prospects and not like this, like, I don't know, like the, they, the Raiders were doing. With the, they're trying to get these perfect. Like you draft David Arnett. He was a 4-6. You draft him in the first round. Like, you just, the, this, the rules they were breaking. You don't, you're, you're breaking rules. Yeah. <laughs> you the, know? The, the, first, the first round is really just like, yeah, Meg, Mike, you, you drafted Max Crosby. Okay. He's literally second team all pro as a fourth, fifth round pick, whatever. Hunter Renfro yeah. had a fantastic year. You draft him late. You know, awesome. Great. But like, for every Max Crosby, there's like two first round picks that are just failures, you know? So like, who cares, yeah. you know, at that yeah. point, like we, we, we could have had, so like, look, we just go down the list of all the guys we could have had or should have had Justin Jefferson and CD lamb, you know, like, Justin Jefferson. you know, who, who knows, but Ooh, that hurts. Jefferson yeah. hurts the most. Cause they could have took him twice. <laughs> That's why Jefferson <laughs> hurts the most. But, but that goes back. But see, that goes back to the coaches and maybe he was doing the late round thing because what they did with Max Crosby is what you should have did a top five. Like, because Max Crosby is the athletic traits, traits, 
he's an athletic freak. It, it, yeah. or do you, you check out his combine. That dude has the traits to be a great pass rusher. That's what I said about him two years ago. And he got mad at me. I don't know. I still, I still think that was hilarious where he got so mad at me because I said he's his rookie year was all athleticism and heart, which it was. That's what, that's, you're just a, a great athlete and you can just run past some people. Yeah. And, and also, the, the funny thing really is this is his best year for sure. Yeah. And there's still a lot of things he could tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Like when you watch him, he does not move efficiently like a TJ Watt, like a, like a, like a Nick Bosa. Okay. Like yeah. these guys that, you know, when you see them make their moves, it's tight, it's crispy, you know, and with Max Crosby, it's like, you see his arms everywhere. It always looks so awkward. He looks like, you know, just like this big kid out there. And, and yeah. that's the crazy thing about it is like, imagine, imagine when he puts it all together, like this guy's going to be like, he already took the league over halfway, you know, like this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. He's, gonna uh, be he's a got problem. a big, he's got a big, a lot of room to grow. He's still, he can get so much better. Max Crosby. Um, yeah. So uh, that's fun to watch, but here, let's get back on track. So you're saying you're, are you saying this? Mark Davis is not going to hire a coach. He's going to hire a GM I don't think so. and the GM is going to hire that coach. That's what I think is going to Okay. I think that, no valid valid for sure because uh, he yeah. did that already he's already done that with, with uh reggie mckenzie and for him he wants the guy that he could trust football wise maybe it's this guy dodds that he has a history with you know dodds has a history with the raiders uh <clears throat> excuse me so um perhaps it's that this guy and then that guy goes and hires the coach regardless yeah. if it's mark davis hiring the coach or if it's a gm hiring the coach we're still going to talk about what we think about these coaching options, right? Yeah, uh, so, so, so it, it doesn't change the discussion, regardless. Yeah, yeah for for real. Uh, I, I, I do want to talk about the GM. So since we're on GMs, let's add, let's talk about some of these guys. I know we don't know them if you don't know scouting departments, and we're not super nerdy want to be scouts, so we know everything. <laughs> yeah, available. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let me pull up these guys real quick. So we got Dave Ziegler, right? He's from the Patriots. So we're just talking about like where they're from too, right? So we got the Patriots, okay. Um, he is, uh, what was he? Is Ziegler? Ziegler is de facto. He's the Patriots' de facto GM. He's never given the title, so he, he might have drafted the Q Harry. You know, hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, like, this is real. Let's talk about these guys' track records, right? Um, you know, let's look at just you know Ziegler is a de facto pull up. You know the 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 uh, let's just do this, guys. We're all here together. Pull up some drafts, some drafts here. Patriots drafts. That's what we're looking at. I mean, that's what we really, really care about, right? We got a young team. We want to get some draft picks. Let's see what the Patriots been doing the past couple years here. Share screen. You know Go ahead. We're, we're family today. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, where are we at? Share. Here we go. All right, can you guys see it? Yeah, go ahead. You're good. All right, so. All right, man. All right. I mean, these guys, this is all right. The first one. Oh, I went too far up, guys. Sorry about that. I'm only 1960. All right, here we go. So we got Ziegler. We'll just do the last two years because I'm not gonna look up how long he's been there. But I mean, this, this is not bad, right? I guess Kyle Duggar, he's a good player, right? I mean, no pro. There's no Pro Bowls yet. We're all pros. 
I like all of these guys. I liked a lot of these guys, rather. Uche, I liked him. I liked Kyle yeah. Tucker, right? You know? Mm-hmm. I did like Nikhil Harry. I liked Joan Williams. I think maybe those guys went a little high. Um, yeah. Chase Winovich is not bad. Damien Harris. That's the thing also with the Patriots, just like so much of the way that they do things is just like it's about team first and not you're not going to see a lot of production sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, we got like Joe Juan Williams, like he comes in in the dime and he straps tight ends and that's all he does. But yeah, it's like I mean, super, Chase, super valuable, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought Chase Winovich was a first rounder and he got 11 sacks this year. I'm a low. I yeah, when when yeah, Winovich, yeah, Winovich was uh, really interesting, intriguing coming on too. Now yeah, look up, uh, look up the Bears from, uh, since two that yeah, Champ Kelly was uh, interviewed by the Raiders allegedly, according to Bears. reports today. Uh, so yeah, look at the Bears um, draft history since 2017. I think is when he took over as the director of pro personnel. Okay, but, he's supposed to be really beloved, right? And uh. I, I tweeted, uh, he's a Khalil Mack guy, which is super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Khalil Mack loves him, right? <laughs> interesting. So I'm saying. All right. Uh, so, I mean, this one's up in the air. You know, Justin Fields, he had some good moments. He had some not so great moments. Um, you know, he's a work in progress. Uh, Jalen Johnson's really good, right? Cole Kemet, he's a decent tight end, right? Khalil Herbert's, that's a good. Draft picked. I mean, Dave Montgomery. I mean, uh, Mooney. Mooney. Mooney, right? Dan Darnell Mooney. That's a good one. Right? Gibson. Is Gibson good? No, I don't even know. Travis Gibson. Uh, I really liked him, but I haven't seen him play. Okay. Um, he's an interesting player. All right. He's gone. And and how, how long has he been there? He's He's been there technically since 2015, but he took he was the director of player personnel in 2017. Oh, so. and, and he was a college scout, though, director of college scout in, in 2015. Mr. Bisky, I mean, he doesn't control that, I guess. He doesn't control that. Look, here's the thing. Before that, look look, look at that Mitch Trubisky draft, okay? And even mm-hmm. the one before that. These are these are solid drafts. Like, Eddie Jackson was a baller, Tariq Cohen. He was filthy for a second there. You know, um, someone like Leonard Floyd, He it took him a while to blossom, but he's definitely a pro player. Like, the guy's still playing in the NFL. You know, he uh-huh. starts everywhere he goes. He's just never, like, a star, you know. But um, they, I, I always thought that they had really good talent, and it was literally just the quarterback. Yeah. Rokar Smith. Rokar Smith's a baller. I mean, James Daniels, he's a good guard. You know, he's a, you know, he's not, like, a superstar. But he's got 54 games in three years, right? Um it's a good center, right? Uh, Montgomery. I mean, you play fantasy, you know Montgomery. And Jalen Johnson, he's a stud. So, <laughs> that's, he's a stud. That's one of the best corners I watched on tape all year. So, yeah, man. Um, who's the last one? The Bengals? I mean, the, oh, Bengals, the Dodds guy. Dodds, yeah. Oh, do, well, Dodds, I really, I mean, we could look up Dodds, but I mean, that's the Colts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it real. I mean, that's a, that's probably one of the best organizations there is, you know. So who else uh, was uh, interviewed then? Uh, there's a dude, uh, I think it's, I forgot his name. Somebody in the comments can let us know. He's from the Bengals. Not his name. Oh, really? From the Bengals. Um, but it's Terry something. Huh, okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think, but I mean, we know the Bengals last couple of years. I mean, it's Joe Burrow and and you know, um, who else is there? 
What is this dude's name? I can't. Is somebody his name? In the uh, comments? I'm, I'm, Trey Brown. There you go. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Oh, that's right. Trey, the Trey, Trey Brown. Brown guy. All yes. Right, All right. So Trey Brown. What we got? All right. So he's. It's. It's really interesting that he's getting this. Because he just, I, you know, this is not, I don't think, um, a real candidate here. Okay. I think that this is a guy who NFL teams want him to start interviewing to see, like, what he needs to be, to, you know, become a GM. Because he's supposed to be, like, a rock star. But he's just a scout. That's all he's been. He was a Patriots scout. He's a Philadelphia Eagles scout. He went and did stuff in, like, what is this, XFL, the AAF? You know, he, he's a scout. So, um yeah, sure. Maybe he's he is ready for the GM jump because mm -hmm. he's been scouting for like eleven years, you know. But uh, he has an interest. He doesn't have an, a normal resume for sure, you know. To to be just labeled just a scout for Philadelphia Eagles, that's like um, that, that's a big jump in job title. But uh, that that's just the interesting one. If he's the Bengals scout for two thousand twenty one, who did they draft this year? Chase. Mm -hmm. That looks like a slam dunk in comparison to Penny Sewell. Everyone was like, "It's there be idiots if they draft uh, Chase over Penny Sewell." You know all that stuff. Look how look how it worked out for him this year. Penny Sewell had a rough year this year. <laughs> did he ever settle yeah. down over there? Did Penny yeah, Sewell yeah, he settle down? He did. Okay. He got better. Okay. He got better okay. once Dan Campbell. Once Dan Campbell started calling the plays and Anthony, they took away from Anthony Lynn. They got a lot better. They, the whole oh, team well. played better. Even Jared nice. Goff played better. So, and then of course, I mean, we could talk about Dodds because I mean, I know he's the fan favorite because he has the connection to the other fan favorite um, uh, guy because they're both here with the Raiders. He's a former Raiders guy. Um, it's assistant GM to one of the best GMs in the league, I think. Um, yeah. Chris Ballard, which yeah. you know, Chris Ballard comes from uh, the Chiefs who come from, you know, I know people don't like this guy anymore comes from John Dorsey. John Dorsey's like, for some reason, John Dorsey's not liked, but he's like really good. It's, it's just, yeah. But people don't like it. But all he does is like, he drafted Denzel Ward. You know what I'm saying? Like even the Chiefs players, like he drafted Travis Kelsey. Didn't he draft Travis Kelsey? Isn't that him? Was that Probably. Because uh, it's not Pioli. It's Dorsey. I think it was Dorsey, yeah. Yeah, Dorsey drafted all, the whole Chiefs team. <laughs> like, I don't know if I don't understand what people do like him though. But, because uh, um, that's where Chris Ballard comes from. Chris Ballard's really, really good. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, Dodds, I'll, I'll be in between Dodds if they go somewhere else, right? I still think they maybe should bring in, like, a, a smart analytical math guy just to fill it out, just see if they like it. Like, kind of like what they're doing in um, Cleveland, right? Which is why they're being smart. Like, they're not paying Baker Mayfield right away because he's they have a, a, a good analytical guy who's breaking things down and, you know, using the numbers to tell the future. Right. So that's something that you could be interested in, too, because, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a scout. That's what I'm saying. It, doesn't, it could be a financial money guy, too, that just knows football. Right. Who could also work right. at financing, because that's that's the secret part of free agency, that when you just bring a scout in and then you got to start talking money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. got to have a contract guy, too. So. Um, but, yeah, but I, I think it's between, you know, right now. I would say Dodds and um, Champ from the Bears right. is probably the two main guys. And, you know, the, the Colts, they, they draft well. They do well in free agency. They make the right trades. You could say they're being the wrong thing with quarterbacks. But, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you, you could draft somebody. They're, they're, they're going to be 9-8 and eight regardless whoever they put back there. 
So they really don't have a choice, to be honest, at this point. I mean, they have to, like, find some kind of veteran to come in there and play quarterback until they can figure it out. So, um, but, you know, Dodds, he has a connection to the Raiders. But um, it'll be interesting to see it. See, um, look, he's getting that job. He, he's going to go into that interview. He's going to talk about how we, when he worked with Al Davis, all the things that he learned from Al Davis. Mark Davis is going to hire him. He's doing his due diligence right now. He doesn't want to get caught looking like he doesn't care about the Rooney rule like last time around, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he's, you know, making sure he's interviewing candidates of color. Maybe those guys are getting a fair shake. Maybe they're not, but I'm pretty sure he's already made his mind up, you know? Um, like he always kind of, he kind of always has made his mind up, you know, he made his mind up about Gruden. He even told Jack Del Rio, if Gruden becomes available, you're out. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he, he made his mind up about Gruden like years in advance. Um, you know, so I, I think that he's that kind of guy. Look, look, um, he, he's made, his, he made his mind up about like the we can breathe thing. And he's like, no, I'm not changing that, you know? So yeah. I, I think that that's kind of like his personality. He'll hire Dodds and then Dodds will end up hiring. I'm guessing. You know, Dodds will end up hiring the um, coach, like you're saying. I think that's the most likely scenario for sure. Yeah, um, that is the most likely scenario that you know, they hire him. But you know, I still think the champ guys is is. I think he's a wild card. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I mean, even I, I saw somebody mention Elliot Wolf in the comments. That's a wild card. Um, you know, checking out the Wolf family, and you know that, that's a connection to the Raiders. And you know the, the Packers. You know they got they got a good you know train going over there. So um, it's it's I, I I still think because I think deep down a little bit I think they might want to make a minority hire too. Um, with uh, I mean most I mean all the all, besides dots, they all have been minorities. And, you know I, I'll say black on here, so I really want to be PC on here. They're all black. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, that might be a road. I thought that was interesting because I've noticed that. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, he might he might try to. Yeah, right. McKenzie, too. You know, he, and McKenzie would add the job for like forever until he Gruden decided that he wanted to get out of the booth. Yeah. I still, I still think Gruden watched the, the Eagles. That Eagle, the 2017 game where they played the Eagles in Philly, and the offense was just so inept in that game. And it was like Amari Cooper, and Michael Crabtree on the field, and he was just like, "What the? What is this?" He just called Mark yeah. the next day. But uh, uh, he's like, "I want to come back. I got. I can fix this." I right. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, All right. So, so let's jump into the coaching. Let's jump into the coaching options right. here. Okay. All right. You know, enough people have joined now. 180 people tuned in. We just talked about the GM search. We talked about Mike Mayock getting fired. Some motivations, you know, small, short little recap. I agree wholeheartedly with Marcus when he says Mark Davis wants to hire a GM so he can just give that guy full control like he gave Gruden, like he gave Reggie McKenzie in the past. So mm -hmm. we talked about the GMs. I think that that's a salient point that Marcus brought up. Um, but now let's jump into the head coaching options that are out there again regardless if mark davis is hiring the head coach or the new gm whoever that is is hiring the head coach there's some options out there right now right mm -hmm. um and i think that there's some narratives flying around here about jim harbaugh that everyone seems to think he's like you know the, the favorite which i wasn't uh super aware of like a mark davis you know jim harbaugh connection i know that jim harbaugh was like a quarterbacks coach for the raiders yeah for like a year it was like a year though right it was yeah, like a uh, long time it was like a year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he he has coached for the Raiders before, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I know that you have a lot of thoughts on Jim Harbaugh. 
Okay. Yeah. My, here's my thoughts. This year, Jim Harbaugh donated his entire bonus that he earned for beating Ohio State and going to the playoff and all that stuff. He donated all of that money. It was like over a million dollars back to the uh, athletics department so that people who were laid off and stuff like that during COVID could like recoup their lost earnings. Okay. He, he donated his money to Michigan employees. To me, that sounds like someone who's at Michigan for life. He's a Michigan lifer. Okay. You know, you're not going to hear about, um, you know, Chip Kelly doing something like that. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys are, are out for the next, you know, paycheck. Okay. But Jim Harbaugh, he was like, you know, for him to have done that makes me feel like it would be incredibly difficult to get him to leave Michigan. Right. And then you also kind of see it could he could be at the precipice now of taking over the Big Ten. You know, Ohio State is kind of struggling right now a little bit. Right. Maybe this is time for Michigan to kind of and who of anyone would love to lead Michigan to that. Right. To miss your opportunity to lead Michigan to that. I, I truly believe this whole Harbaugh thing, this whole smoke and mirrors about Harbaugh and everything is Harbaugh playing Mark Davis so he can get a cash out, a big payout back from Michigan. That's all I think it is. I don't think it's I don't think he has any intentions of leaving, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you there. Which I mean, because they're talking he's doing extension talks. So I mean, just because yeah. this just just he's having the talks is super interesting to me. You know, um, because he's going to be expensive, too. I think that's one thing that we have to think about, like, how expensive he's going to be. He's going to be expensive. He's going to want the bag. You're going to have to pay. And who, what is Michigan going to throw at him? Right? They just won the Big Ten title. They might throw, like, $10 million at him. You know? He's, it, yeah, he'll get close, for sure. He'll get he'll close get to close. $10 million from them, right? So that means Mark has to give him 11 <laughs> Right, or 12 so heavy, That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, my thing with Harbaugh, though, the only thing with Harbaugh, is for me is what is he going to do on offense because I mean, we're, we're dead set on fangio right um and you know i, I did some studying on this because you know i i've been talking some group chats with people some months but some dudes you know what i'm saying like you know you know a lot of these dudes are hyped they're, they're hyped they're hyped about harbaugh so you know and then they start asking me questions like what do you think of the offense what do you think you know i wasn't really sure what harbaugh was doing right i'm like i don't, I don't know like was he greg roman is he was it greg roman was it him like oh just, right doing or, or is it like is it all greg roman or is it harbaugh really is not an offensive guy right but i mean really that's his offense is greg roman's that's at the end of the day it's his gap offense. power lots of pulls yes. lots of exotic looks right downhill running scheme yes but see there's a there's a thing right there's a but with that right with this the scheme like with this the scheme that he runs he, he would have to he would have to. He, he would literally have to get a new quarterback. He would. They would have to. They would have to do this. This is what they would have to do if he ran his scheme. Okay. Now I'm gonna, I got a different. I got another side of this. Okay. If he ran his scheme, which they probably will, because he, what happened in Michigan is they ran a new scheme the last two years, and they started losing, and then he got his job. He got his money cut. Right. It's a key thing. He got his money cut. So what? Well, what was that quarterback? What was that quarterback? Shea Patterson? Is that Shea who Patterson? Was? Yes. Yeah. Right. Which he brought there, but but to, to on that one, like he brought a new offense. They got more modern, and then they switched back this year to his offense, and then he won the Big Ten. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a coach, right, and you you, you decided to try to change philosophy, it's like kind of like Pete Carroll when he let Russell Wilson cook for a cup for a yeah. little bit at the beginning of the year, and they started to fall off, right? And he, Pete Carroll's like, okay, here I come, I'm back. We get my haha. 
your philosophy is not working, I guess. I guess you got to use mine. And then they made the playoffs. <laughs> and then they went like four in a row and made the playoffs after they started sparring a little bit. And, you know, Harbaugh did the same thing with, with the, the offense this year. So, I mean, there are a, they are a old school, run the ball, vanilla passing game, West Coast offense. I mean, that's what they are. You're they saying, are. but you're saying that they would have to change their offense because, or they, I'm sorry, they would have to change the quarterback because of how many quarterback runs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. We're, you know, we're, it's what we do. Take the line. We don't lie, right? Let's keep it real. What is the first thing he did when they got to, they got to, uh, um, San Francisco. What's the first thing they did? Roman in the first draft. Drafted Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, yeah. Drafted Colin Kaepernick, right? So that and was they the first had, they made. And they had Alex Smith. And Alex right? Smith was, and everyone was like, why are you dissing Alex Smith? Right? right? <laughs> so, I'm just telling you. I mean, that, that's, that's what would happen if they're running okay. his offense. So there's two caveats to this, okay? So if they're running his offense, right? They're gonna have to. They literally have to. Like I, already, I, I'm trying to figure. I've been trying to figure out for a couple of days how Derek Carr can even run this, and would he want to? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a couple of things. Would he want to? Because he maybe could. Or would it even be as effective? You know, it's gonna become ineffective, really. Yeah. So, so you, you'd have right. to get a new quarterback, right? So they probably like do something like they probably re-sign Mariota, and they would have to draft like Malik, Malik Willis. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's still the Greg Roman. Even like if you see like Pep Hamilton, Pep Hamilton went to Michigan too in 2017, and they he's they're these are Harbaugh guys, so they all have the same mentality. They run power, yeah, right? Power, yeah. They run power. They don't do a lot of intermediate stuff. They run power. They run deep. They throw deep. You could like I go. I want to pro football focus. I did some really some serious deep diving. This is what we do, guys. I do deep diving, and they throw deep. They run play action and they run the football. That's what they yeah. did until, right? And this is my next caveat, which if Harbaugh did this, I'm with it. Okay. I'm with Harbaugh all the way. The other way, I, I don't know. Like, if you bring him Greg, are you sure you're not bringing Greg Roman? That's that's kind of how I would interview him. Like, are you, who, who are you bringing to play? You, what offense are you doing? Because that's the, that's the key thing with him. Like, if they run his offense, there's no way they're not going to score any points. I mean, San Francisco was 25th in points this last year. 25th in points. 25th. And they're still 8 and 8. Tells you how good their defense is. Because, like, ha- half of the thing with me, like, when they bring up his record, is, is we want to hire Fig Fangio. His his defensive coordinator was the best part of his team. Like, yeah. let's, let's just call a spade a spade. That defense, when Colin Kaepernick was doing things, it was awesome. It was really fun to watch. It was great football. It wasn't always the most consistent, okay? Mm-hmm. But what they were able to do is they had always have great field position and play complimentary football. That defense was beast. You know, it had um, Navarro Bowman. Uh, what's the guy who retired early? You know, yeah, Patrick Willis, just uh, absolute freak. Alden Smith, Alden Smith. In, in his prime. You know, Justin Smith and Alden Smith rushing off the same side was like Eric something Reed. like we've never seen before. Eric Reed, yeah, playing really well. Yeah, like that was a fantastic defense. It was an incredible defense. Okay, Dante Whitney, Dante Whitner. I forgot. Whitner. Right, Whitner was back there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what the core of that team was. That was the secret sauce to that team was Fangio's defense. And everywhere Fangio has been since has had great defenses. Fangio as a head coach, he's kind of getting you know like poo pooed on a little bit because of how like his record as a head coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, if you put Drew Locke on the Raiders and you put Derek Carr on. 
the Broncos. Okay, we're talking about which fans you love. Yeah, Broncos making a Super Bowl run probably. Okay, because that defense is like, come on. So, and you know, the Raiders would have won two games with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback this year. Maybe maybe three games with Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so. Has me dying still. Yeah, yeah. The Fangio press conference where he's talking about how he never got a good quarterback. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just like, crap all over your guys, man. Because he paused too first. He thought about it. Like, should I say this? He like thought about yeah. it. He's like, I'm getting fired anyways. Well, the other three. <laughs> yeah, the other three teams have good quarterbacks. That's crazy. Have you died? But uh, but yeah. So if he runs that offense, it's it's a big no for me. I'm sorry. It's a no. You could not come and run this offense. It's not going to last long. You might you might get like Mariota and Malik Willis, and they might play great defense, and you guys, we might. Be a wild card. 11-6, right? Everybody's like, Aura's great. But then, like, you got to start passing, though. Like, what's, what's happening with the Ravens, right? Like, they can't pass right now because it's not really all on Lamar Jackson. Is that they, they have the most vanilla passing yeah. game. Their offense is, yeah. I, I, because I looked at the playbook, you know, we got those things in our drive, right? I looked at the 2016 Michigan playbook, and you know, I don't want to pull, take too long to pull it up. But I would show you guys. I mean, I'll show you later. Man, that thing was super vanilla. <laughs> it's just vanilla. The passing yeah. game is just vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. That's 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 really the big problem with him. Now, well, here, I got a copy on. Got a copy on. Okay, I guess because I know people are like, like, Orcus is your hater. Probably, probably somebody's in the group chat upset. Marcus is a hater again. He's a car stand. Yeah. He, he doesn't want he doesn't want to be replaced Derek Carr. I know what you're thinking. Now, there's a caveat here. All right. He has two offensive coordinators over there right now. Okay. Two offensive coordinators. No, I'm not campaigning for Fangio to be head coach, guys, but it's not serious. Uh, but we have two offensive coordinators over there. One is Josh Gaddis. Okay. Josh Gaddis is with him in Michigan. Josh Gaddis comes from Steve Carkeesian in the Ah, uh, yes, Gaddis. Yes, that's right. Okay. Gaddis, Gaddis came in 2019. They were supposed to – he was the guy who was supposed to revolutionize the offense for John Harbaugh. He stepped back, right? He stepped back, and he let Josh Gaddis run the, the offense. And, it, you know, I went and watched that offense a little bit. It's 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 pretty much every NFL offense you could think of. It's an NFL offense, yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Steve Sarkeesian's college offense. That's where he comes from. He comes from Alabama under Steve Karskesian. So that is his offense, right? Now, so, but Harbaugh didn't like it for some reason, even though they put up the most yards they have in a while. Harbaugh didn't like it because they lost and then he got his money cut, right? Yeah. So he gets his money cut. So now they come back, right? And he hires, he has a, a great offensive line coach play for offensive line for Louisville named Sharon Moore. And Sharon Moore came and redesigned the run game him and Gaddis came together as one and they have they won with the big 10. now i mean the philosophy is still rushing but i think if yeah. he if harba brings those two guys with him right because sharon moore would be the offensive line coach and then Gaddis would you know i don't know he'd be offensive coordinator or, and then they'd be co-office coordinators so you have a run game coordinator or passing game coordinator right and you, I, I think if you do that if you mix those two right you bring these guys with him and don't try to go for like an old school Pep Hamilton or old school this and old school that. Because I don't know what Pep Hamilton is going to do. Pep Hamilton, he runs this thing called the no coast offense. Um, when he ran in Indy, yeah, and, you know, that kind of flamed out really quick, which is he's kind of like Greg Olson to me. That's why, that's why it's got like he's he's a great quarterback coach, but is he a great play caller? Yeah, that's what Olson is. Olson's a great Olson, Pep Hamilton, they're average play callers, the best, yeah, average play callers, right? So 
But if he brings Gaddis and Moore with him, Sharon Moore, and like brings like some young offensive minds into the NFL, right? That have young, fresh ideas. And even if he maybe even his defensive coordinator, right? He they revamped that defense too. If he brings that college staff with him, I would feel a little bit more comfortable about the minds that are there. He's like the 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 minds that would be like you 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 would be like, right? Um Okay, like he, he could defer to them. Like Josh would be like, okay, this is what we want to do. We want to do this kind of scheme. We want to run this kind of spread scheme. And then Sharon Moore can come design the run game, right? And then you put those two together. And then you, he, Sharon Moore is like an awesome offensive line coach. He's, supposed to, he's a superstar. That's, that's the kind of thing that he's coming up as. He's a superstar offensive line coach. That's what he is. He would, he would probably come fix the whole offensive line, literally. <laughs> that's what he, he 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 if you go watch Michigan's offensive line those guys get drafted right I mean Bayfield got drafted over there they got some guys probably probably get drafted this year too yeah, yeah. right yeah, um so so the offensive line is still a good work with Sharon Moore over there if I might be saying his name wrong if I am I know his last name's Moore but um I think if you put those two minds together and they come up with Harpa I think yeah. it'll be it'll be a good idea because Harpa's a he's a great quarterback coach Right, he's good with quarterbacks. Right, he develops them well. He does. Right, it's just more. It's just more about. It's no, I'm not saying it's more about like what he's gonna do. Because if they bring Josh Gaddis and Sharon Moore, they'll they'll end up just kind of rolling with keeping Carr. But it's more if he does his own offense, then that that's not possible. Like it's not gonna work. Because you got to think about it. Just think where Greg Roman. What happened with Greg Roman when he left? Right, he went to Michigan. He Greg Roman didn't follow him. Right, Greg Roman went stayed in the NFL. Where did he go? He went to Buffalo. Who was Greg Roman's quarterback at Buffalo? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So he had Tyrod Taylor for a couple of years. Then he's brought in after they draft Lamar Jackson, they bring him into Baltimore, Greg Roman, after they draft Jamar Jackson. So obviously they had a plan there, right? That Greg Roman was going to design the large Lamar Jackson thing for them, right? So I mean, that's just keeping it real. Like, if they, it all depends on what he wants to do. But I would rather him do the Gaddis route because even if you, you know, your car doesn't work out or whatever with them, they still have a good, two great offensive yeah. minds that could build a yeah. offense based off of some college elements, have some college play calling in a little bit because, I mean, we're facing more college defenses. Like, NFL teams are playing college defense. So that's why they need to. You, yeah, he's got, I, he's I don't mind. Him. I don't mind I don't having mind college that coaches. That's fine. Co- college coaches is fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me though, last thing we'll say because about Harbaugh because we got to get to the other um, coaching candidates as well. Mm-hmm. Last thing I'll say about Harbaugh is when there are other guys on the open market right now. Okay, guys who have recently won, been very successful in the NFL. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl f- like four years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I'm just not convinced that john uh, that harbaugh is like the slam dunk like the best candidate i know that yeah hit the connection with fangio makes it intriguing and everything like that but i'm just not certain other coaches who have coached and won recently in the nfl aren't better than harbaugh so i I think that there's a lot of nostalgia and i think that the way that he won back in the day is not that they in the nfl is not the way you win now okay Mm -hmm. uh it's, it's it's a lot different the game has changed a lot and um i'm just not 
ready for another coach who's taking a long layoff and, you know, coming to the Raiders. And, you know, we, we've kind of seen that before a little bit, you know, so I'm just not, I'm just not convinced that he's the best candidate, you know, uh, but let's jump now to Rich Pisaccia. Okay. Cause yeah. I think, I think that this is honestly the most realistic scenario is that they run it back with Rich Pisaccia, but I'm also not hundred percent on board with that one, you know? Um, so here I'll, uh, I'll just say, you know, first things first, obviously he's earned a right to interview and be considered for this job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to only replace him. If you were like, okay, this, this coach is the real deal. Like this is the real deal here. He's going to be a rock star coach. That's the only, that's the only way that you replace Rich Passaccia. You don't replace him for a retread just because the guy was a head coach in the NFL. Like they, that guy has to come in and knock your socks off in an interview. You know, that's my opinion uh, on replacing Rich Passaccia. Cause he's done obviously such a great job getting the Raiders to the playoffs, helping get the Raiders to the playoffs with all the crazy things that have happened. But on the flip side of Bisaccia is if he if Bisaccia runs it back, what's the chances that he fires Greg Olson, you know, or demotes Greg Olson? You know, I feel like we're going to have the same exact coaching staff, same exact scheme, you know, and we're just going to see the same results uh, with Bisaccia. Maybe a wild card team, but most likely like a nine and eight team under Bisaccia next year would be my guess and like miss out on, on wild card at the end of the year. And the other thing, too, is going back to 2016 – it felt a lot like this year. Why? How many games were in were were decided at the last play mm-hmm. in 2016? And then you saw like, okay, the ball bounced the Raiders' way a lot in 2016, and then the following year it didn't bounce the Raiders' way. You know, and mm-hmm. then there was plenty of games that were just like close, but we lost. Where well, the Raiders lost, right? So yeah. I think you know it's wholly possible that the only mojo that this team had was galvanized by Gruden getting fired in the Henry Ruggs situation and then them, them coming together. And that's what helped propel them, okay? And I don't know if that can necessarily be recreated with Rich Passaccia next year, which is why I'm leaning towards no on being, bringing Rich Passaccia back, but I understand he has a valid argument for bringing him back as well. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of bringing Rich Passaccia back. And, you know, the, the reason is the coaching staff. That's the main reason. Coaching staff. Even, see, it, it goes it goes to, it, it, to me, with these coaches, it's all, who are you bringing, who are you bringing with you? <laughs> that's what I, like, that's that's my main question. That's why, like, like even with Jim Harbaugh, like, you got to interview him. Because if you just give him the job, that's not going to work. That, that's, like, I want to know his plan, right? And the same thing with, with uh, you know, Pasachia. Like, are you bringing yeah. back Tom Cable? That's that would be that's my main thing. You have connections with offensive line coaches, and you don't need Tom. You got Aaron Cromer. That's they, they all know you all know Aaron. They all you guys all come from the same area. You coach all coach in Tampa. You can go get Aaron Cromer. He's he's just sitting in the street. He's just chilling. He'll come back for you, Rich. You guys you guys coach together for like five or six years. You know, there's guys like that. Aaron Cromer's just sitting in the street. He's chilling. He's not. He doesn't work. Yeah. He, he he quit. He quit, man. You know what I mean? So, um, so, so, you know, since, since they quit, you know, he was left, he's, he's on the street. Versace could bring him in. He would revamp the whole office line, office line fixed by Aaron it, Crowder. Yeah. I mean, if besides, so how about this? If Versace is, is hired. Okay. Olsen resigns. Cause Olsen came in to just kind of like be 
a guy to help Gruden now. He didn't he didn't sign up for all this, okay, play mm-hmm. calling and everything. And you saw he Get struggled. QB coach. Okay. Okay, cool. Demote <laughs> him. He he goes, takes a year off, whatever. Get get Olsen out of here, get cable out of here. Edgar Bennett can stay, but we need a real running backs coach because Kirby Wilson retired, right? So revamp the entire offensive staff. Would would you keep beside uh would you like that if Bisachik brought in like a, a young offensive coordinator, you know, yeah. um something like that? Would, would that be cool with you? Yeah, I mean he's he's got like I said, he's got a lot of connections. I mean, he, he played with under Gruden and like McVeigh and LaFleur and even Mike McDaniel, all those guys were sitting there with you know, this just with him. I mean, he's got he has a cool tree that he could he could type type into. Like even offensive court, like uh offensive line. I mean, can he get could he get Bill Callahan to come back? We don't know. Like he could maybe he could. He coached with him in in, in Dallas, you know. Um, okay. I mean, does he? I mean, does he change coordinators? You know, I mean, there's there's a bunch of two high guys that that he could find too that are under you know a lot of guys that he knows. He knows Joe Barry, who's under Joe Barry. You know, he he could even bring Fangio. Like that's not out of the question. You know, if he replaces Bradley, which I don't think he's not gonna replace Bradley. That's one thing he's not gonna do. I think he's yeah, gonna, I think that's the thing. If Fangio stays, play. I'm guessing the Bradley. entire coaching staff would stay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like know. That's I don't really because Olsen, Olsen, yeah. Olsen just had to fill in. Like he, like it was like he yeah. had to do the job, and yeah. you know maybe maybe Olsen feels like he he could maybe put it in his own offense if he gets a chance. Because I, I don't think he he tried to a little bit at the end, but you know I, I mean the like, the game plan to me, the the the, the playoff game plan was was god awful. So since <laughs> he doesn't deserve with that that playoff game plan, you don't deserve a job to me in my opinion. Back back to the quarterback coach. Great job. Go ahead, fix Carr's feet for me. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Maybe, you know. So really, with Basaccia, <laughs> with Basaccia, it's all about um, if he just like the other coaches, it's all about who he brings in on the offensive staff. But I wouldn't be very optimistic that he would make many changes, if at all. To be quite honest with you, but we'll see because we don't really know the type of manager he is. He's never had like an off season to create a coaching staff he's just an interim head coach at this at this point you know so to that's evaluate all what's going on right right so right so we'll, I mean, we would see we would find out you know there's one thing though world thing is really interesting okay um what's the uh what was the coach that had the um had cancer and bruce arians took over for him why am i blanking on his name um right, for the colts oh no no, no 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 the colts head coach he had cancer uh Bruce oh, Arians took over. Pagano. Okay, there we go. I knew it was like some kind of like Italian name or something. So Pagano said Bisaccia definitely um, has like earned. He was went on an interview. Chuck Pagano said Bisaccia, has, he's earned a chance to be a head coach in the NFL, yada, yada, yada. The, Ch- the Colts, they saw like what happened when Pagano had cancer. Bruce Arians stepped in. He was the interim head coach. He galvanized that team. They went to the playoffs. And then Bruce Arians got a head coaching job somewhere else, right? So Bruce Arians left. Chuck Pagano came back. Colts were not good. And wherever Bruce Arians went, they were competitive, right, under Bruce Arians in the Cardinals. And, you know, you see it's like, oh, that's the mojo. It was Bruce Arians. It wasn't Chuck Pagano, right? It was his assistant, right? That, That was what was, you know, bringing that mojo. And there might be some people or Bruce Bisaccia, if he's able to convince Mark Davis, that that's like that's the kind of thing. It was it wasn't John Gruden? Okay, it was him bringing that kind of like 
whatever it is, the leadership that he has and people listen to him and he, you know, and, and, and players feel like they'll fight for him and stuff like that. Uh, maybe he'll be able to convince Mark Davis or maybe Mark Davis doesn't want that scenario happening where he picks that wrong coach in the interim that helped him went on somewhere else. Like he would hate to see that, right? Versace would go get hired somewhere else and then they win, you know, they'd be like, Oh, you idiot. You know, he puts like this awesome staff together and stuff. Yeah. Right. Incredible staff. Yeah, exactly. Because, because yeah. I mean, Bisaccia might fire everybody. We don't know. Maybe, maybe because these are his guys at the end of the day. And, you know, they, they you know, they, you know, when I read that running back report with Mike Silver, like they mentioned the offense and the defense a little tiny bit, but they're mostly talking about rich. They want rich to come back. Yeah, they just from the you know what they did in the, you know, to talk about the walkthroughs that they ran all the other year, just kind of that that leadership that he brought. They want that. I don't know if they really care about the scheme. I mean, because you could you could find a West Coast offense anywhere. Like I'm saying, he has that connection to all the Ruben yeah. guys. You could just go pluck one of their uh, quarterback coaches, right? Or you know, find a young guy that's you know around there and pluck him up. And I mean, yeah. there's even like Joe Brady is out there. He can Joe hire Brady. Joe Brady, right? He could hire. Somebody like that who who doesn't have a, a job right now, and you know Joe Brady. It's the same. This is the same exact offense, you know. It, it, yeah, somebody. This is who he's hiring. Versace as a head coach. You, yeah, okay. Guy who went ten and seven and made the playoffs. And everybody likes him. Yeah, some, somebody might hire him. You never know. Uh, you know. I mean, so it, he'd be more, um, you know, deserving of a job than plenty of guys. I mean. Adam Gase got a head coaching job. How many times? Like what? <laughs> Somebody, you know, you know, like, I, come on, no, Rich Versace, like you. you know, if, if he deserves a head coaching job for sure, it's if, like anything uh, else in life. Like who do you like? I've been in those scouting circles. I've been in like around those you know, at the Senior Bowl, and I learned the whole thing. It's all about who you know. They, they hire a guy because he went to ASU, just like he went to ASU. Let's keep it real. All right, uh, <laughs> so let's get okay, the so, candidates. Yeah, so a right. couple more. Um, is Doug Peterson a candidate? Would you say yes or no to that? Yeah, I don't know if he's like being interviewed. Um, I think he probably have the, he would have out of all the guys though that we talked about, he would have uh, the best off uh, head coaching candidates that we talked about so far. He would have the best offense. Would he? I don't know. He was. I mean, like, come on, Harbaugh. What's Frank left? What's Frank left? The same. <laughs> what's Frank left going? <laughs> Frank Reich was that offense at first. That's I mean, he's all Frank so. You, so you're not. So you think it was Peterson's success was all Frank Reich. Yeah. So you don't 100%. like you don't like Peterson. Okay. Uh, what about yeah. Brian Flores? Because he he doesn't call Philly special. Frank Reich does. Right. It's all you, you watch all the tricky stuff they do in the red zone. Like you know, Frank Reich's one of the best red zone play callers there is. So. Um, you, yes, they, they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, no, Doug Peterson. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any any Andy Reid tree guys. I'm not really like even like the Eric Bieniemy's. Like that's why that's why like Eric. I mean, the reason why Eric Bieniemy's not getting job is because a lot of the other stuff that needs to happen with him that you know you, you don't you don't get second chances. So that's kind of a main thing with it. But also that I mean Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but Frank Reich left, and he, his offense they are, they aren't Andy Reid anymore, right? So. Um, that's why I'm worried about the Peters. It's just he got real vanilla too. Like, you know, I watch a lot of Carson. I watched Carson Wentz and you know all that stuff uh, last summer. He got real vanilla. He got real vanilla. You have to. Carson Wentz is not any good, man. I mean, but they Come weren't on. vanilla with Frank there. I'm just saying they weren't vanilla. I mean, well, well, Frank had to tone it down a little bit right. this year. But uh, you know, 
Anyway, yeah, yeah, tone it down with Carson Wentz, right? And yeah, 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 you, you have to tone it down with Carson Wentz. Okay, um, okay. okay so yeah, no, 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 um, Doug Peterson, I'm fine with that. I don't care. What about Brian Flores? Uh, Brian Flores, the, the biggest thing with Brian Flores, it seems to be not anything to do with the results, it has everything to do with how many coordinators he's burned through through three years. And it, the question being, Brian Flores coming. Is he going to bring good, like quality coaches with him, at least offensive coaches? Because it seems like uh, he has bad track record with that. I don't like defensive coaches that hate quarterbacks. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so what is he? Uh, well, all defensive like coaches. All type? defensive coaches hate quarterbacks. No, Belichick. One. Belichick okay. sat. In, he sat in a room with Brady and taught him, <laughs> taught, taught him how to beat cover seven. This is how you beat. Oh, yeah, that's his. Yeah. Hey, oh, so you're saying you're saying Flores wouldn't coach the quarterbacks ever? You're saying he wouldn't go talk to him? He's one of those defensive guys. He's just not a fan. He thinks they're you know thinks they're prima donnas. You know he's one. He's one of those guys because you know you're a defensive BD. You're a defensive guy. You already know. I know how you feel about quarterbacks deep down. You think they're prima donnas and they they they, they don't practice as much or they don't hit. Look, look. <laughs> I just I just want I just want to. Are you a football sacked. player or are you okay. a quarterback? He's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, oh, look, I don't, I don't know about because, all that. I, all I, but here's what I do know. Here's what I do. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. This is what I'm gonna say. This, this is sound, this sound crazy. Ryan Flores went into Miami, and he traded Ryan Tannehill for popcorn. All right. Three years he, later, he didn't trade him. Brian Flores didn't trade anyone. He, he wasn't. He's not general manager. It was in, it was in cahoots. Come on, he's the coach. This They're guy, no, this guy Greer, this Miami GM. He's not a good GM. He's the he's the. They're they're they're, they're together because you know, the GM comes in. He's like, I got I got to bring my own quarterback in. It's like their thing. It's like they're. I need my own guy, but you got to pick right. the right guy. <laughs> or you pick Tua. <laughs> there's Justin Herbert <laughs> goes to L.A. So you know. Yeah. That, so, but my thing with that because let me finish. So they, so they they take tech, they trade Tannehill, boom he's gone right he's mid quarterback whatever he, he's not top twenty anymore he's gone. Three years later, he is number one seed on the Titans, and Flores doesn't have a job. So that's kind of my thing with Brian Flores. <laughs> it's like like you came into somewhere even if you had Chris Gear. I mean you guys came into somewhere. You evaluate something. You made the uh, the wrong decision because I. If they still have t- see this, this is the thing. If they still have Tannehill, are they in the playoffs? Are they a playoff team? Um, I would say so. Probably, yeah, probably, probably, right? They're probably uh, a playoff. Yeah, team. it. Oh, but my, I mean, Miami's tough. My, it's hard to win in Miami because they, they, everybody goes. Let's play the Bills. They play the Bills. No, 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 no. It's, it's no because there's, there's strip clubs and you know it's Miami. Oh, and that too, that too. Yeah, that's, that's also why tough. They, yeah. they talk about that with Las Vegas a little bit because I mean that's why you got you can't bring a Damon Arnett in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta have you gotta do some background on these Vegas guys because they will hit the strip like Nate Hobbs after the game. You know, same thing happens in Miami. They'll, they'll go they'll go to the they'll, you know they'll, they'll hit Tootsies. You know, the Saturday night. So game. yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> but that, that's a little bit. But, of a but that, go ahead. But, so but here here, um, look what even you know Brian Flores was able to do with you know Tua as his quarterback. Like they they are ten, they're ten and six last year. They're uh, they have a winning record this year. They were like nine and eight this year or something like that. But they won like how many straight after they like, you yeah. know, he's he's gonna be a disciplinarian. He's okay. gonna, uh, you know, and which I think the Raiders need. We saw the play. We saw the uh, penalties in the playoffs, right? We saw a lot of off-field issues. You know, Las Vegas 
you need uh, someone who's going to like really have like a really hard line and hold people accountable. And I just looking at and just seeing his demeanor, it seems like Brian Flores is that kind of guy hearing him talk, seeing like how passionate and fiery he, he can be. I think that, you know, there's rumors about like he eventually rubs people the wrong way or, you know, burns through offensive coordinators and all that. Those are valid, certainly valid criticisms, but Javon Holland could not cover anyone man to man. Okay. Oh, Kevin Stavansky's in the uh, in the chat. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing. Thanks, Kevin. We don't want you, Kevin. I, I've seen your your Gary <laughs> Kubiak offense. Get out of here. I, I've watched uh, it too many times. Um, okay, but uh, but Javon Holland, we we look we looked over him. Okay, I went through his film. He couldn't cover anyone man to man to save his life. Okay, and Miami picks him, and he has a great year playing man coverage. So he can teach Nate Hobbs how to play man coverage. Okay. He can teach these guys how to play man coverage. You don't need to just draft corners. Okay. He took Javon Holland who got, he was getting burned. Go back to my Javon Holland tape. It was, it was not any good. Okay. The film of him in man coverage and Javon Holland had a freaking fantastic year playing in a man coverage heavy uh, defense this year. Right. So I think that he can turn these guys. Uh, you know, yeah, they're gonna. You have to draft corners every year. You can't go a draft without drafting a corner. So see, don't see, start see. with that. See, see, see. But he never made the playoffs, right? In three years. In three years, he so, never made the playoffs. But, but if he had car, he would make playoffs. If he had car, he would make playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he should be the DC first. That's kind of how I am. Like he's he should be the DC. He should be the DC, DC first before he gets another head coaching job. That's my thing. Like I, I kind of, I kind of feel like they, they you know, and, and the Belichick thing, you know, you know, I've been watching a lot. I am athlete. I've been telling you about this BD. I've been, you know, I had COVID, so I watched like every I am athlete podcast episode. So you know, the, and these guys talk real football, right? And they always, they, so for some reason, Bill Belichick comes up a lot. I don't know why, but you know, people don't don't like that kind of thing that he likes to do, right? But because the difference is between Brian F. Flores doing it and Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick's still a nice guy at the end of the day. Like he'll do, he'll do like a Halloween night. Like you know his football life, you know, yeah, he's a football disciplinary, but then he's dressing up for Halloween and he's, he's yeah, a, he's a he's Captain Hook here for Halloween yeah, with yeah. Benny Moss and the guys. You know, uh he's more personable. Like and they don't learn that from him. It's like just like I talk about quarterbacks with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick sat there and every Tuesday he had Tom Brady in his office. He's probably doing the same thing with Matt Jones. They're in his office, and he's teaching him how to see the game. How to see defense, yeah. Right. Is Brian Flores doing that with two? I did he did it. Right. He could have. He could have. Yeah. But he did it. So feels like I, I I bet Fangio probably didn't do that either with uh, his quarterbacks. No, you know, because if they did, like imagine if they imagine Vic Fangio sitting down with Drew Lock every Tuesday. Hey Drew, let, let's let's sit down, let's watch the film together. And I'm gonna talk to you about what I see, and I'm gonna tell you what I see and what you you know what this defense is doing, what this guy's doing, why you should go here, why you should go there. Like that's why Tom Brady's awesome. To be honest, I mean, he, Bill Belichick taught him how to read to feel like a defensive player, which kind of just when I watched the documentary, I just got up super upset. Because it's not fair. <laughs> Quarterback yeah. seeing the game like a corner, that's not fair. Uh, um, but yeah, but that's that's why like I'm worried about Mac Jones too. Like that dude might be pretty good if he's Bill Belichick sitting down every Tuesday and teaching him. Well, yeah, the, the mental the mental side of it is going to be there for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but uh, all right. Okay. So like the names that are out there. A couple yes, of the names are out there. Two so Todd Bowles, surprise. 
Too surprised. Oh, oh, you want to say Todd Bowles too? Is Todd Bowles getting interviewed? No, but I just I hear his name out there. Todd Bowles. Um, I like Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles to me very similar to um, Brian Flores. You know, there was a time when when Todd Bowles was like the hot candidate, like back when they hired Dennis Allen. The Rangers hired Dennis Allen, and he had a hard time being a head coach. I think you know probably got a t- you know he went to the Jets. He probably didn't get a great um, you know uh, quarterback. quarterback. Definitely couldn't find a quarterback. So. Definitely a bad rap, but some of, you know, for a time, it was the number one blitz scheme in all of football was Todd Bowles. Uh, very, very incredible stuff that he would run. Um, just heady scheme. Todd Bowles, fantastic defensive mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind having Todd Bowles as a head coach. I would be cautiously optimistic about it. Again, it just comes down to who's the offensive staff for these defensive coordinators. But coaches. He, but, uh, I mean, he, he has the Bruce Arian guys with him, you know, um, so – I mean, there's Harold, Harold, you know, Goodwin. I mean, th- basically what would happen is they would run the Brusarian system. There would be somebody that came from that tree. Right. Um, and they would come in and they would run that system, which, I mean, I mean, the system is, is very vertical. And I think I think it could work. You just you just have you got to have the right play caller for it. You got to have a guy like Brian Leftwich. you know. You got to have, yeah. You which which is interesting, you know, like, I mean, you know, somebody like him, I mean, we get the surprises, I guess, but like Todd Bowles, I think that's what he would. I, I wouldn't mind Todd Bowles either, you know, because um, like he's because he's not Brian Flores. Like Brian Flores has improved himself as a defensive coordinator again. I'm like, I need you to go prove yourself as a defensive coordinator since you didn't make the playoffs. And then, okay, how about this? How about this? <laughs> Todd Bowles did that. So you, right now, right. It, it sounds like Todd Bowles is your number one pick. Then no, he's not. Uh, you have Todd Bowles over Harbaugh. Or under Harbaugh. See, 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 Harbaugh is tough for me because it's all about who he's bringing. If he brings those, if he brings his college staff, I'm game because that means he's not gonna. They're not. Gonna, they're gonna. They're gonna be in control. The college staff is gonna be, and it's gonna be innovative. But if he yeah. doesn't, then it's the flip side is like, man, we're gonna score like we're gonna score like twenty points, like nineteen, eighteen. Yeah, it'll be like eighteen. Yeah, and, and we better play some damn good defense. Yeah, right? the defense better be elite for sure. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so yeah, so okay, toss up. Um, all right, let's let's get into let's finish let's cap this off. Let's get into okay. our surprises. You want to do your surprise first? Or you want? I'll do my surprise. First. I, do, I mean, I don't know if I'm much surprised now, but I would love Mike McDaniel. That would be my guy. Um, I would love that because. I think even like you know even whatever happens with him, I think he could. He's the last guy of the the big vase and the Lafleurs, the Shanahan's, the young offensive geniuses. He's the last one that hasn't got a chance. And he's just waiting. Maybe there's a reason for that, Mark. That, that is true, right? Maybe there's a reason. Well, there is a reason. We know, we know the reason. We know the reason. He's like he five, he's like five six, five seven. He's like he's like he's like he's a tiny guy. He doesn't look like a football coach, honestly. And that, that's probably working against him on because hundred percent. Hearing hearing him speak, it's clear this guy's a football savant. Okay, it, it's very clear. Everything is very concise. The coaching points. I'm watching him coach up some of these college guys. It's great stuff. If you like coaching football, if you're a fan of like you know giving coaching points and learning the game like that. Watch Mike McDaniel's go and coach these guys up, these these uh, these college quarterbacks, these high school quarterbacks that he's working with. Fantastic stuff, really really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just like not what you think of when you think of a you know he's young, you know he's he's small, 
You know, he could never have like, like at no point was he playing football probably except, you know, way back in high school, you know? Yeah. Um, But I think, uh, but you're right. Like, don't like, look at what these guys have done. Right. The McVeigh's and the, and the floor. You're right. I see what you're saying. Zach Taylor is like the worst one. Look at him. Right. (laughs) He's the worst one. Right. I mean, even like, um, you know, he, 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 but he's like the last savant. And I don't know if like maybe Shanahan's been holding on to him because that could be a thing too. Like Shanahan could be holding on to him because like we don't know. Because that's what happens when you get these these guys and they're all under each other. Like we don't know who's really game planning and who's really doing what. Because Shanahan's yeah. not going to tell you. Shanahan's not going to tell you like if, if he's calling you know the plays. Like people people got like when Matt LaFleur went to Tennessee, they're like, well, I mean, it's all McVay. But, you know, now look at Matt LaFleur and Green Bay. Like, is it all McVay? This is a little different. And I'm sure Mike McDaniels probably has his own spice to it. He probably has his own spice. But he's the run The run game would be awesome automatically. So that's what I know. Run like, game would be, be awesome, a, yeah. I think it would be, yeah, the, the, it would be a the, lot the of fun. The scheme would be great. It would be a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. The scheme would, would be awesome. It would be. 100%. 100%. It would be fantastic. It would be uh, – I, I would be excited. Right. That would be one of those things where it's like immediately I think it would be successful if it's like the long term. Like, is it like is he going to be able to s- sustain some of these like new innovations that he throws out and, you know, things like that? Uh, but, yeah, it, that, that's an interesting one. I think something that I've been not hearing, but people are writing about this and like that floating the possibility. OK, um, I think that, you know, when you look at what happened this last year, Henry Rux. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if Mike McDaniel is ready. Okay. As a young, young coach to come into Vegas and like set that accountability and set that discipline for a team that's going to be in Vegas. If he gets his first shot in somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like Mike LaFleur got his first shot in Green Bay. Okay. Like there's nothing to do out there. He's not, he doesn't have to worry about these guys getting out. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, so I think that the, just the social aspect, the di- just a much higher level of difficulty. And I have seen some people float the idea of perhaps Mark Davis trying to pull off a trade for Mike Tomlin. Okay. And maybe that's just like completely just ridiculous to think about, but okay. But see, 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 you're not crazy. Cause Jay Glazer said that. Okay. So you yeah. And I've seen like, they're saying the Vegas line for Tomlin is moving up and up. Why would Vegas line be moving up? Like some things that are happening clearly behind the scenes. People are talking about this a lot. Because that has not been talked about since. Because even Sean Payton, like Jay, Jay, Jay Glazer, who never misses. I've never, have you ever heard Jay Glazer miss? He only, no, he only speaks like once every once a month. Right. <laughs> he, co- he comes in and speaks to once a month, right? And uh, he, he yeah. floated, he floated the possibility. So I think that Mark Davis must be trying to do something or thinking about that, right? Has talked about the possibility, whether or not, Steelers would let him go, or if it's like time, it's a natural like time to change your coach because your quarterback's leaving. I don't know. Maybe the Steelers would be like, hell no, we're not trading Mike Tomlin. They probably would say that, right? Mm-hmm. But Mike Tomlin, I think, would come in and I think he would help this team out in terms of like their discipline, right? Um, uh, and I think that that would be the only way you should replace Bisaccia for me is if you were able to land a Mike Tomlin, you know, because you. You get an unproven guy, yeah, the offense is going to be great, but who knows what these guys are going to be doing getting in trouble off the field, you know, because you got a young coach, right, who likes to party too probably go hang out and stuff like that. So 
Um, that's just my concern with it, hiring a young coach in yeah, Vegas. I mean, Mike McDaniel doesn't look like he parties, man. He looks like he's a little bit of an incel. Which, which oh, stop. Hey, chill, bro. Whoa. Hey, whoa. No disrespect <laughs> to the incel community, okay? That's hilarious that you said that. Wow. But, uh, that's but, harsh, bro. But, uh, <laughs> I'm weak. I'm weak. Uh, okay. 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 So, I, 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 one more caveat here. So yes. Let's talk about the guys connected to the GM team. Before we get out of here, because you know we're going pretty long. The guys connected, let's, let's say connected to these GMs, because that, that could happen too. That's a big thing. If these guys are choosing, then they might go with yes. who they know. Okay, so I got – There's oh, so let's just talk about a couple guys, all right? <laughs> oh, you're going to say Eberflus or whatever. Okay, Eberflus or uh, my other wife called Marcus Brady. Marcus Brady from – he's the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. Okay. Oh, he's, Mark, he's the offensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah. And then we saw the success of Sirianni. Hmm. And Sirianna left. Everybody laughed at. Everybody laughed at the Eagles. He was. They were laughed at. He had the worst press conference to open up. He had some weird motivation things. They started two and six, but he's. A, he was a great the playoffs. He was. A, he's yeah. a great play caller. Marcus Brady. He's connected to Dodds, and so is Uber Flu. So those are just two wild cards. Same with the Bears. If they bring in Champ. Like, do they? Do they talk to Sean Desai? Like, is that somebody they talk to? Like he comes in and he, you know, he wows them with their. I mean, he had, he had a good scheme. He's a Fangio guy, had a great scheme. Marcus um, Brady, you know, he, he comes from the CFL. This Marcus Brady guy. Yeah, yeah he's a CFL. He's a he's a he's a CFL. He's a former quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why he's like, you know, he, he he would come and I think he would work well with any quarterback that was in here. So I, I think that you know, um, I mean, he sometimes he, get interviewed by Seattle. We don't know if he's going there for sure. I'm just saying, I, like this. Sometimes if the, the GM is picking, he's gonna pick some guys that he knows, right? So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know that, that that's kind of the the caveat too that, that I think that could happen, you know. But because if they, okay, if I, I mean, I'd begin. I'd, Right. If, look, you hire Dodds. You you trust that guy to make a good decision. And if it's someone that we don't know a lot about or an unproven guy, okay, like we got to see how it unfolds. Yeah. And sometimes going with an unproven guy is better than going with a retread. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know you would probably want um, this McDaniel guy over Doug Peterson. You know, so Cause, yeah. Because let, let's say if because the right thing to do is if he hires Dodds, right? He hires Dodds. Is that you don't rush on the TV search. I mean, they, they should pick the GM first, right? If this is their plan, and you let Dodds evaluate the team, right? Yeah. You let him evaluate, right? Then he picks the head coach because then after he evaluates, he picks the right coach that fits the team and what their vision is, right? And then you go. Can't wait there. too long though. Can't wait too long. You don't want to miss what, out. I mean, what are these guys doing? Watch. He can watch tape into. He's a GM. What, are they, what is he doing? What is he doing? I, I think that they should bar. Coaching hirings from happening mm-hmm. um, until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying. But but then teams see the thing is is like teams want their coaches because they gotta go to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, right. Gotta go to the Senior Bowl or some, some East West Shrine, right? Um, East West Shrine. You got it. So you you have to get your your team and your scouts ready. You know that's why most scouts and GMs get fired in May because you know you can't. 
your scouting department, when you bring in a new coach, you just got to go. It's, it's not even really his scouts. They're just like, they're already there. Like, you can't bring in new scouts in January. You can bring in the so, scouts, yeah, yeah. So, right. um, you know, and, and I, I saw some Raiders guys getting interviewed somewhere else. I thought that was interesting. The Raiders had some Dijon. He's supposed to be a soccer. Uh, dual, yeah. You know, uh, my guy, Kevin Wynn, he talks to me about that guy, Dewan Daniels, I think his name is. Uh, but, yeah, he's getting a shot uh, somewhere else, it looks like. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, maybe they maybe they interview him, too. You never know. Yeah, But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we really are. Interesting. What we're doing. Yeah, we, went, we went really long. Man. We, we went long. I think it's uh, – yeah, it's not definitely time to sign off here. I think um, – Stay tuned, Raider Nation. We, we, we let all our thoughts. That's it. We're not talking about the coaching anymore, okay? Whoever gets hired, look, it is what it is. We put it down. We published our thoughts. We'll see, you know, what happens from there. Um, but stay tuned, Raider Nation. We're going to have the best uh, breakdown that we ever have had on this channel. It's going to be coming soon. Uh, next couple of days, we're just, you know, ironing out all the kinks and just getting everything ready. So stay tuned for that. Uh, other than that, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you click post notifications, turn on post notifications so you can get notified every time we drop a video on YouTube, every time we go live. Thank, thank you everyone uh, for, you know, supporting, getting in the chat. Uh, we had 260 people uh, watch us live today. So that's pretty awesome. Make sure you follow Marcus at the Mark John NFL on Twitter, myself at BD Williams 18. And also make sure you get hit up Manscaped, get that, get that promo code 20% off. Okay. At Manscaped, uh, you know, it makes your balls happy. Allegedly, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I and I, I do want to say, uh, you know, I'm gonna drop the Carfax two on Friday, so prepare to be depressed. Carfax part two is depressing. Yeah. Yes, of course, because the way it ends. All right, that's it, Raider Nation. <laughs> All right, yeah, later. Peace.